Hey guys, hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue in the book of Philemon looking at verses 15 and 16. Forgiveness is part of God's plan. You know, God has a purpose and a plan for everything he does. God is eternally intentional. The use of the word perhaps in our text is not based on long-standing uncertainty, but on a reasonable purpose. Surely God knows what he is doing, even when we have no clue. Paul, as he studied on Gamaliel, probably read from the prophet Isaiah, who compared our ways with God's ways. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Uh, Many difficulties and trials result in blessings that we probably would have never experienced without the trials and the troubles. The perhaps maybe possible conceivable experiences in life keep us not only guessing, but trusting as well. We may not have any idea what is inside those carefully wrapped presents from God, but we do know that he is a good God who gives only good gifts to us and allows only good things for us. God is eternally intentional. Our text says, for perhaps he, that's Onesimus, therefore departed for a season that you should receive him forever, not now as a servant, but above a servant, a brother beloved especially to me, but how much more unto you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. God can bring good out of bad. Upon salvation, Christians do not receive a crystal ball that enables them to see into the future. If we knew everything that was going to happen in our lives, we would never need to trust or pray. Onesimus was a runaway slave. We cannot condone his actions, but we are amazed to see how God can stop a rebellious slave dead in his tracks, transform him by his grace, and send him back to his owner, a changed man. It took a change of scenery for Onesimus to receive a change of heart. You know, we are often kind of kept blinded to our own problems by refusing to leave our safe and secure comfort zones. If you were told tomorrow that you were moving to a new job, a new school, in a new state, or a new church, what would be the most difficult thing you would have to trust God for? Paul never attacked or defended the issue of slavery as it was a major part of the social structure of the day. Why slave owners treated their servants much like a kind and ethical employer would treat his employees today. Some slaves were doctors, some musicians, stone workers, or teachers and could have families and own land. Actually, many slaves were much better off than the freemen who could not find steady work and struggled to keep their families fed and sheltered. Paul was explaining to Philemon that his newly saved and transformed Onesimus would continue being his servant, but now, much more than a servant, he was a brother in Christ to be loved, respected, and honored. Salvation in Christ levels the playing field so that all players have equal positions regarding love and respect. As Christians, our roles do not change as parents, children, husbands, wives, employers, employees, teachers, or students, but our relationships do change. No one in Christ is superior or inferior to each other, but all are to be loved the same. Keep your role, but perform it in a loving way. Keep your position, but gain respect by serving with humility and submission. The term servant may have had negative connotations in the first century, but in the body of Christ, we are never more Christ-like than when we serve. 
Mark, John, and Paul capture the heart of our Lord and his willingness and desire to serve, leaving us a vivid example of thinking of God and others before we think about self. Like Mark 10, 45, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. John 13, 14, if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash another's feet. Philippians 2, beginning at verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Again, God has a purpose and a plan. God is eternally intentional. Paul was explaining to Philemon just how much he had grown to love Onesimus and how valuable this servant had become to him. Remember, the name Onesimus means useful or profitable. Maybe Paul or Philemon began calling him brother, useful, or brother, servant. I don't know. I cannot think of a better title than brother or sister. Some titles remind us of our earthly accomplishments, ranks, and positions, while the titles brother or sister remind us of God's accomplishments in our lives. God has a purpose and a plan for everything he does. He had a plan for Paul's life, even though it involved years of house arrest and prison. God had a plan for Onesimus' life. In the midst of Onesimus' very poor choices, God rescued him and sent him back to Philemon as a new man. God had a plan for Philemon's life to use him as an example of true forgiveness and a picture of how we treat those who have mistreated us. God has a plan for your life. Yes, God is eternally intentional in all he does. Hey, our time's up for today, but I hope you enjoyed the meditation. But remember, today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice, let's be glad in it, and I hope that you have a good day.